Hi there, everybody. My name is Karen Abramson, and I live here in Israel, but I'm originally from England. I have been keeping a diary since I was a very young girl, and every single day I record what's happened during the day. Of course, this year, 2020, is a very unusual year. This is my COVID diary. I want to share this with you, my COVID diary, and I hope that you would like to share your COVID diary with me. Karen Abramson. I can't believe we're back here on these two special editions, bonus episodes of Karen's COVID diaries, because we've had a bit of a hiatus for very good reasons. You've become a, a published author, and it unfortunately means that uh, this has taken a bit of a back burner, but we've brought out darling public these two special episodes because Karen's COVID diaries has taken a bit of a COVID twist. Karen, welcome back. Oh, thanks, Rob. Yes, well, it has been a very strange time, I have to say. Um, yeah, everything was going great with, with uh, my Marky books, and that's all out there, and very excited. But then, of course, COVID, 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 COVID. It always seems to get in the way these days. And um, at the height of our... Um, uh, all the excitement with the Marky books, we then decided to take our normal holiday in December, which we do every year. And we were both exhausted, Martin and I, and we were so looking forward to it. And the idea was we were spending um, two weeks in Dubai in a lovely hotel, a very lovely, elegant, small hotel, very nice. And then uh, we were going to Thailand. We were going to go to Phuket for three weeks, I think, and then off to... Um, to Bangkok and we were really excited because we hadn't we go every year and we haven't been able to go last year of course because of COVID. And look, everything opened up the skies were when you flew to Dubai things were opening up a little bit more but then suddenly everything started to change with Omicron and all of these new variants and uh, that brings us to I guess our story because you depart you arrive in Dubai as you say Let's take take us through the diaries, Karen. Okay, here we go. So we arrived, and I've written in my diary that I was so excited. The journey, we were so excited. It's only a three-hour journey from Israel to to uh, Dubai, and uh, we were absolutely thrilled to bits to to be here. Um, unfortunately, it was a bit of a sad day for me on the day we arrived because it was my cousin. My I have a very I had a very very close cousin Judith, and she sadly passed away a year ago whilst I was in Dubai, and it was her stone setting on the twelfth of December when we left um, mm. uh, Israel. So I was feeling a little bit sad, a little bit down, uh, and we arrived in the hotel and we're very pleasantly surprised to see that we had a gorgeous room which was actually on the beach. Fabulous. You come out of the, the, the bedroom onto a terrace and then one step and you're actually on the beach. It was superb and you could hear a pin drop. So quiet and so lovely. So we had room service that evening and we were feeling very, very excited for what was to come. How, how busy was Dubai? You, you've arrived in Dubai. I presume it was packed. Act, yes. Well, we, uh, ev well, they said as we arrived, they said, Tel Aviv, flight this way, please. And anybody from Tel Aviv had to go and have a COVID test. I don't know why, but anyway, we did. And it was just kind of like the start of the Omricon thing. I've actually written in my diary here that they've now closed the borders with 
with the UK, which meant that I couldn't travel backwards and forwards to the UK. And actually, a couple of days into being in Dubai, they then closed the borders with um, uh, with Israel and Dubai. Um, uh, Dubai was now a, is now an officially a red country to Israel, which means that nobody can travel from Israel to Dubai. So we got here just in time, and we're very happy to be here. So there you are. And you're, and, you're gearing up, basically, for this nice two-week break in Dubai, on the way to Thailand. You've got friends there, I believe, enjoying, you know, the end of the year together. What happens next? Well, we were very, very excited. The days were going on. And we, uh, we arrived on the Sunday. And on the Thursday night, we went out to see a show. And um, at the show, I started to feel a bit shivery. I was feeling a bit... Ugh. So by the Friday, I was feeling not really good at all so um martin said to me oh you must go on antibiotics i said he said you've got a chest infection and i said martin you are not a doctor and i'm not taking antibiotics anyway by the next day um i thought mm, this is not going very well for me i was feeling really shivery sore throat coughing I thought, oh, no, I can't. I can't. I couldn't have COVID, could I? I thought, no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. But anyway, I thought, Martin's right. I probably got a, a chest infection. I'll take some antibiotics. So but I did. Just, just for my memory, you yeah. have never had corona. But I remember, obviously, because we had our episodes of Martin's COVID experience. Right. Martin had COVID quite badly as you remember, and we were seven weeks stuck in the house and all the nonsense that was going on. And no, I didn't catch it for some unknown reason. I don't know why. So I, I'm now, of course, I've had uh, three vaccines. So I know that I'm safe and, and probably won't get it. So that was fine. And anyway, so the days are going by and we've now been in, in Dubai for a week and I'm really not feeling good at all. But I don't want to tell, say too much to Martin. And but I said to him, you know what, Martin? Just in case, we better. I'd better stay in. So I didn't go out in the evening. I didn't mix with people for about three or four days. And now it is now coming up to um, the Friday. That's like ten days after we arrived. Twelve days after we arrived. And I was feeling a bit yucky. And oh, sorry, on the Thursday night. I've got here in my diary. We had a fabulous night out on the Thursday night. We went out with our friends, Sarah and Vinny, and we had a really, really good night out. And we were dancing and we were having a really good time and everything was great, great music, and great atmosphere and just lovely being with them. They're really old, dear friends. And when we got home, Martin, back to the hotel, Martin was feeling a bit, ugh, and he started coughing and he was coughing all night and feeling terrible. Anyway, we part it we thought maybe he's caught an infection from me whatever the next morning um at eight o'clock in the morning a nurse arrived to do our covid tests for our departure to um thailand because we were leaving on the early hours of sunday morning to thailand so she came and did the the covid test and off she went and everything was fine and i went onto the beach and about two hours after the test i get um an email you're feeling, just before you tell them what's in the email, you felt a bit rough, but you're feeling okay. She's come and do the, done the test and you've gone on the beach for the rest of the day. Absolutely. And I mean, I did, I did have a cough and I was feeling a bit, ugh, and a lot, I don't know where, I don't know about you, but I found very strange. I was getting sore throat and then I was getting better. Then another day I got another sore throat and then I'm getting better. But there was no kind of like pattern. It was just, just a bit strange. Anyway, um, 
the my emails come in and I see an email from this uh, lab saying I'm positive. And I was like, what? I can't be positive. How can I be positive? This virus, I nursed a man through it at the worst possible time. I, I, I can't. I've had three jabs. Come on, you know, get with the picture. There is no way I've got COVID. There it is in black and white, actually in red. It says positive in red. Now, there was a very nice couple on the beach who we kind of got friendly with, um, uh, Deborah and Mark, and their lovely mum called Roma, who was absolutely fabulous, fabulous, fabulous lady. They're from London. And I sort of screeched out, oh, my God, I've got COVID. <laughs> so Deborah sort of said, shh, be quiet, don't let anybody know. You know but what do you mean? You literally shouted out. I shouted, oh, my God, I've got COVID. Karen, you're mad. I know, I know. And of course, the whole beach scattered and everybody rushed back into the rooms. No, they didn't actually, because nobody actually heard them because the beds were very well spaced out. So um, I, I then I'm looking for Martin. He's not in the room. I can't find him anywhere. I didn't know what to do. So I'm trying to get hold of him. And in the end, managed to find him. I said, Martin, get back here now. He said, why? What's the matter? What's the matter? I said, Martin, please just come back to the room now. I have COVID. He said, what do you mean? No, you don't. Don't believe it. You haven't got COVID. Don't be so stupid. Martin, I've got COVID. Please come back. So he comes back to the room. And sure enough, he reads my email. And he's as upset as I am. And we're like going absolutely mad. And um, about 20 minutes afterwards, I get another email to say that he's also got COVID. Oh, my God. Yes. So... But how's he feeling? He's feeling, he's got he's over his sort of little cough and he's okay. No, he's not really. He was feeling a bit grotty. And when somebody says you're ill, I kind of, you are ill, aren't you? you if, you, if you're not, if you don't know it, you don't know it. But when you know it, you think, oh, well, maybe I am ill. But he anyway. always walks around with his like, you know, walking pharmacy. He's always got the drugs. Yes. Yes. He's got everything available. <laughs> I'm a pharmacist's daughter and I hate taking drugs. He's not. And he loves any assistance he can have is absolutely fine by him. So he's now, oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Now, bear in mind that we are traveling to Phuket the following day on the, on Saturday night, three o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning. So we've got like a dilemma going on here. Obviously, we can't travel. We realize that we can't get to Phuket. And we're thinking, what can we do? And we'd heard that in the hotels in Dubai, if anybody gets the protocol, if you get COVID, you are taken off to a COVID hotel. Now a COVID hotel is, is a room, you're given a room, a very small room with no windows. Well, they've got windows, but they don't open. And um, they take care of you by putting plastic trays, they slide under the door, and that's the way you, you're looked after for 10 days. It's a 10 days quarantine. But this is, uh, you know, this is uh, a slightly, you know, militaristic, strict country. This is not, you know, going to a Corona hotel. This is you're, with, you're, you're marched, you're taken from where you are to yeah. the Corona hotel. Corona exactly. prison. Yes. So we're now, what should we do? What should we do? We're trying to get advice and asking people what they think and and we realize we've also there's also a moral side of this we can't mix with people right 
however we're feeling, whether we're feeling good or bad, we can't because that's the moral side of it. You don't want to spread it. I mean, the last thing I want to be is a super spreader. I wouldn't dream of, of going near anybody. And, and I do believe that you have to isolate and do to stick to the rules to an extent. But when Martin realized that we were going to go to one of these places, he immediately phoned our doctor, who very kindly wrote a wonderful letter to the manager of the hotel saying that I was mentally unstable, which is probably true, but anyway, um, and he's, saying that he wasn't sure. <laughs> he's actually had you finally certified. Yes, I am officially <laughs> certified. So he said that he wasn't sure how I would cope being locked up for 10 days. So then Martin phoned the manager of the hotel and explained to him what had happened and told him about the letter and sent him the letter. And this, actually, this manager was amazing. He said, okay, I'm not doing it for anybody else, but I'll do it for you. You can stay in the hotel, but you can't stay in the room you're in. Mm. You, you, um, you can stay in the room you're in um, for now. This was Friday. Well, presumably they had somebody coming in from when you were going to Thailand. Exactly. They had somebody coming in on the Monday which was the Monday the 27th, which is just before New Year. And they had, they had people coming in. So they said what they could do is they could let us have the room until the Sunday when they would have to fumigate the room after we left. But we had to take care of the room ourselves, and we weren't allowed out of the room. Now that included not going onto the beach, which is, well, like I said, it was, the room was situated, it was a lovely, fabulous room. It was a suite, it was beautiful. And you lead out onto a lovely patio and then you're literally one step and you're on the beach and we weren't allowed to go on the beach. <gasps> so- um, you, you, Were you allowed onto like the balcony area? We were allowed onto the balcony area, but it was very cold. There's no sun there. And without sun, you know, it's like freezing. So- Oh, anyway. is, there, is it? What's the weather like at the moment in Dubai? It's obviously like well, it's cold. It it's actually very chilly out of the sun. Um, in the sun, it's nice and warm. But um, they've had very uh, well. That, well, I'll talk about the weather later. But but it's cold out of the sun. It's definitely cold. So it's not. You can't really sit on terrace unless you've got loads of layers. And remember, I think I'm going to Phuket, so all I've got with me is flimsy little clothes, dresses, <laughs> and swimwear and stuff like that I certainly don't have very many wintry things with me and the hotel just think they've got these covid patients in this sweet sweet room and there's a mentally unstable woman in there and they've just got to keep her in there exactly so <laughs> immediately the first thing is they send in cleaning materials well, as we all know that I learned, those who've listened to my COVID, my COVID diaries before will learn, will know that I learned how to clean during the first, um, the first lockdown. I learned how to become a cleaner. I'd actually forgotten, but I didn't realize that my talents were still there and I was able <laughs> to clean and clean I did, but it was only over a weekend. And this then on theme the is crazy that you're clean, cleaning your house or cleaning your hotel room. It follows you everywhere, Karen. I don't know what everywhere I go. Somebody's trying to say something to me. And we were supposed to be going to the Mandarin Oriental in, in Bangkok. And we're really excited about that. The manager of the Mandarin Oriental 
Um, we wrote to him and said to him, look, we're really sorry. We, you know, we've got COVID, we won't be coming. We don't know whether we'll, then we might come later. We don't know, we won't be coming when we're supposed to be coming. So um, I then sent him a, a message saying how I'm getting cleaning. And he said to me that he's willing to put me into training. So I, perhaps I could become a chambermaid when I arrive in, in the Orient <laughs> in Bangkok and assist, assist the chambermaids there. Anyway. So we spent the weekend in the in in our suite, um, self catering and whatever we were doing, and then Sunday morning arrives. And Sunday morning they arrive at eleven o'clock and frog marches out of our beautiful suite into another room. Now this other room, I mean, it could be worse. It could be worse. It at least it had a balcony, but the balcony was when I say cold, it was freezing, and there's always guards outside the room, outside the balcony area, so we couldn't go further than the wall of the balcony. So we've got this this small. It's on a ground floor, which was good, so we could see comings and goings. But well, hold on, they're they're guarding you specifically. Well, they they there's some villas with sort of sort of sort of I don't know rich wealthy families so they're, they're guarding them but they were guarding me as well that's for sure keeping an eye on us making sure we weren't going anywhere everybody in the hotel I mean I'm talking about the management and stuff they all knew that that we had COVID we were the lepers keep away from the Abramsons they're the lepers so we're now we now have been put into this room and we just looked at each other and we thought how are we going to manage for 10 days we'd already done We'd already done um, two days in, in the other suite. And now we're in this small room. They gave me the cleaning materials. They gave me, um, they gave, you know, everything that we needed. And we were now facing 10 days in this, in this area, this small area. And the bedroom is very nice. I mean, it's very beautiful and everything else. The bedroom and the bathroom are all in one. Um, but it, it, it felt cramped because we couldn't, move out of there obviously what uh, but how are you both feeling at this stage so you, you've both still got corona you've obviously yeah. been ill it's been coming it's been going it's been coming in waves you're, you're now having to clean your own hotel bedroom but how are you actually feeling yeah. well on this on that actual sunday sunday the 26th um i've written uh what i've put here oh my god Woke up this morning feeling absolutely dreadful, so weak, wobbly, shaky and tearful. That's how I felt that day. That's what I've actually written in my diary. Martin also felt dreadful. And I actually thought we were going to end up, God forbid, in hospital. Because this was this is what I was scared about, that we were going to be taken off to a hospital. Because that's what they do. Anyway, um, our friend Vincent was absolutely fantastic. He and Sarah went out shopping. They got us the um, oxygen measurer thing, you know, the little thing you put on your finger to measure your oxygen and your pulse. They also got um, a thermometer for us and, I don't know, all sorts of other bits and bobs. Um, and then Vinny came to, he came to drop them off. And he stood way down the corridor, dropped them outside the room. And when I saw him, I just burst out crying. And he was crying as well. He was so it was really very emotional because we'd had this fabulous, fabulous night out on the on the Thursday night. And now this is Sunday. And they knew that our holiday was just like finished, totally ruined, you know, 
finished. I mean, and we planned to see them do this with them and do that with them. And we weren't able to do anything. And of course, from their point of view, because they'd been with us and they were with all their family, you know, the really big family with all the children, with their in-laws, with everybody was with them. They kept a social distance for three days from their family because of us, which we mm -hmm. felt terrible about. Um, and they just, by the way, just they were recovering from COVID themselves, having had it in, in England um, a few weeks ago. And they were both very well, especially Vincent was very, very ill. But they were so, he was so emotional. I was so emotional. It was just awful. Um, anyway. What were, you, what were you doing for food, though? Were they sending in? Well, we obviously relied on room service. You know, they sent in every single day whatever we wanted. We just... Rang, rang down, phoned down, and they'd send it. And how they did, they sent it very nicely. They left it on the trolley outside the room and they'd ring the bell. I'd open the door and bring the trays in of food. But obviously also we had Chabad, which were absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, for all those listening out there, um, Lubavitch, just fabulous. We just phoned them up and they just sent in food like you can't imagine, you know, stop. <laughs> Starving Jews in Dubai. They sent us in food, and we were we were well covered, so we were all right and everything else. And we just we did nothing else but eat, to be honest with you, because there was nothing else to do. Um, at that stage, I was um, like I said, I was very wobbly that that day that we moved in. But Martin was really bad. His coughing was bad. He was um, breathing not so great. His oxygen levels were very down. My, my oxygen levels were great. They were 99. My pulse was like about 61 or something. It was very, I was absolutely fine. But I felt I didn't feel good. I'm very achy and really not myself. But Martin was really showing very bad symptoms. Which is amazing because, you know, he'd had corona very badly. And obviously he's had his vaccinations. And it just shows you that, you know, we're all maybe being a little bit sort of blasé still, let's live with COVID, we've got to get on with things which we do. But for vulnerable people or people with pre-existing conditions or just the older generation, it still can be impactful. It can, it absolutely can. I mean, I, I'm in shock, the fact that I really, I really wasn't very well at all, but Martin was, was as you say, you know, he, but actually he's only had two, um, to um jabs yeah which yeah. is the same as me i couldn't get my booster yet the doctor yeah. keeps saying no not yet not yet not yet but bizarre everyone gives different advice i know they do and, and i have to say you know i know this the fourth one's coming up now we could have a fourth but because mine actually my third one runs out in january uh but i'm a little bit nervous to do a fourth i don't know i've got to think about that one speak to my doctor about it when i get you know sorted out um, anyway, so where are we? So we now start the routine. Oh my the God. routine. Oh my God. Have a, we have a week's routine to get through. Well, I have to days. stop you though. I have to stop you. Were you able to relocate the psychotherapist or the or the, or the, uh, the therapist that used to speak to Martin every day? This young therapist in Israel <laughs> when, when yeah. he had it last time that beautiful girl I did remind him of her um <laughs> about her but he's he said that he's actually he was coping all right he didn't really need to talk he to didn't want about. a young beautiful Arab therapist no, no well there wasn't one offered to us let's put it like that um it anyway so 
I so let me let's have a look. Monday you're in the the, routine. You said you're now starting this. Getting into a routine. routine. Yeah, and I put here on Monday the twenty seventh. Felt a bit better today, but tired, and by this evening a bit down. Yeah, I remember now. I remember how I was feeling. Um, you know, it's it's funny feeling when you know you've got loads of time ahead of you, and you don't know. You know, you're just trying to fill the hours as best you can, but you haven't really got the energy. People said to me, "I bet you've been reading a lot," and actually, I couldn't concentrate, and I didn't even watch TV or watch movies or anything else. Spent a lot of time talking to the kids, and um, and they were calling by the minute to check we were all right. They were very upset, obviously. Um, and friends, you know, who, who was uh, so many friends sending text messages and words of advice and comfort and blah, blah. So that that was extremely helpful. But actually, um, I had no clothes to wear, I had nothing, nothing. You know, I, had, I told you I was going to Thailand, so I had all these flimsy clothes. So I realized so I just wore training clothes every single day as if I was going on a marathon, but I wasn't going anywhere at all. And um, and then having to, you know the laundry. It's not like at home where you just shove it in the washing machine. You're in a hotel, and uh, they took ages to get things back. And oh gosh, it was a bit difficult. Anyway, um, it was it was very difficult. And I decided around about Tuesday that I had enough of being stuck in the room and that I would try to have a little walk out. Um, I walked down to the beach, and the beach boy said to me, "How are you?" I heard you've been ill. Um, have you had a negative test? And I lied and said yes. But Karen, you're doing the great escape here. Da, 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 da. You're, sp- you're supposed to be in the room. And I'm Martin's to... not well, and you're escaping. Yeah, well, um, it was a bit naughty of me, but I kept my bed on the beach way away from everybody else, just me on my own. And I just stayed there and I, it was fine. And I just I stayed away, just I just stayed on the beach for about an hour and then went back to Martin. And um, he was getting worse every day. So wow. I was very nervous. About so at this happened. point, you said you're you're also, he's not well, but you're doing your routine. And I think you mentioned to me, before coming on air, making a hotel bed is no mean feat. Yes, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, well, remember, first of all, I haven't got all my strength back. I wasn't, I was definitely not 100%. And I had to make this hotel bed. Now, the hotel beds are very, very heavy and much bigger than the bed you've got at home. And I needed to to change the sheets because Martin was, was sweating in bed because he had a temperature and blah, blah, blah. So I phoned down and said, can you send me clean sheets, please, to the room? Yes, yeah, sure, no problem. They sent the clean sheets and I stripped the bed. Well, that's no problem. Managed to shit, strip the bed, but I, I was absolutely struggling. Martin didn't have the strength to help me. I can't tell you what this bed looked like by the time I managed to make it. It looked like a sort of camping holiday. It was just terrible. The sheets, I couldn't tuck the sheets in, so they were all hanging down the side. Managed to get the pillows in the pillowcases. That was it. The duvet cover, I actually phoned them and said, please, please, can you help me? I can't put the duvet into the cover. It's too big. If I leave it outside the room, I've been wearing rubber gloves, plastic gloves, because they gave me plastic gloves. I said, I've been wearing gloves, so I can assure you that it's okay. I haven't been touching them please, please, will you put the cover on for me? So they said, don't worry. So I left it outside the room. They knocked on the door about 10 minutes later. We've done it for you. Thank you very much. And brought and that. So, so the actual duvet cover I was able to put on, but I couldn't tuck the sheets in. It was totally impossible. And it looked like a mess. It looked like everything was unironed and terrible. 
anyway, never mind. We, we, we got through that one. And then I got into this routine of cleaning the toilet every day. Um, of, um, and then Kim, of, Kim uh, would be proud. Back home, Kim would be proud. Kim would be very, very proud. If she could see what I was doing, she'd be absolutely thrilled with me. I was first class, there's no denying it. And, you know, cleaning under the bowl of the toilet and everything. They gave me all the equipment and they gave me clean rags every day to do it, you know, so that making sure that I did everything. And we had a routine. The only thing that Martin did was empty the bins. He was very good at that. Empty the bins. I made him empty the coffee machine and put all the coffee pods in and blah, 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 blah. And we got we we get we were getting into a routine. So um, there was one day when I decided, I said to Martin, I've got to go for a walk. So he said, you sure it'll be okay? I said, yeah, I'll be fine, no problem. He said, well, don't turn right out of the balcony on, on the ground floor. Turn left and go through the main gate. I said, okay. I've got my earbuds, pods in, and I'm walking along, and I get through to the main gate, and the guard's on the gate. And she opens the gates for me, and then she said, hello, what room number are you? I said, 11. So she, she looked at me with horror. She rushed back into her hut, quickly starts dialing a number, and I knew exactly what was happening. When she starts dialing the number, I start legging down the, 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 the entrance of the hotel, running like a lunatic to get out. I managed to get out, and I start doing my, it's a 6K walk, 3K there, 3K back. Um, you're along. supposed to still be in quarantine, but you're the end of your, you're coming to the end of it, or you're feeling better, obviously, because you want to get that, get that exercise. But Karen, you're such a rebel. You weren't supposed to leave. I know I wasn't supposed to leave, but I had to. Even Martin said to me, you're crazy doing this, but I, I couldn't st- sit another day without walking. because I and remember the hotel think you're a crazy woman anyway. So they're like, the crazy woman's left the hotel room. The crazy woman had escaped. Anyway, of course, halfway down the walk, suddenly my phone rings and it's Martin. Get back here now. The manager's been on the ho- on the phone. The manager of the hotel's been on the phone. What is Mrs. Abramson doing? She's been spotted. The guard spotted her walking. Just get back now. He said, you've got to get back now. Otherwise, they'll send us to the Corona Hotel. So I'm absolutely gutted. I'm going mad. So I come back and... Um, as I walk through the thing, the, the guard looks at me. She gives me a really smirky look. You know, she's smug as anything. So I gave I gave her my worst dirty look. Anyway, so I go back and back onto the onto the balcony. There's Martin saying, "Come on, breakfast is here now." And there we were eating breakfast, and I'm just feeling more and more. Oh, I can't believe this. Anyway, Martin is going downhill. Seriously, he was feeling awful. Because you keep making um, it the bins. I think it's the bins. It was the bins that did it. Definitely the bins. the bins. It's not for him. It's not for him. Anyway, so we there was a friend of ours who was staying across the road, and he had um, a friend of his who had also contracted, contracted, is that the word? Contracted co- yeah, COVID, COVID. And had flowed, flown in his do- own private doctor. As you do. As you do, to Dubai. And this guy had said that he would send the private doctor around to see Martin with the greatest of pleasure. Wow. Okay. Because Martin is, like you said to me off air again, he was not feeling great at all. Not at all. Well, I was scared to have a doctor. But when I knew the doctor wasn't from Dubai, I thought, well, it should be okay. Because I thought, you know, if 
everything isn't just right. They, they take him off to hospital and I, I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want me to go to hospital either. So, but I was feeling better. Anyway, this doctor arrived. He was phenomenal. I can't tell you what an amazing doctor. I'm not allowed to- You better be if you're allowed to fly him in from God knows where. Exactly. I can't mention his name. I just say that this doctor, or call him Dr. R, for argument's sake, was absolutely fab. Absolutely great. He was very thorough. He spent an hour and a half with us. Can you believe that? An hour and a half. And he said that my obs were fine and I was doing all right. But Martin's breathing was not so good. His oxygen levels were very low. And he was a bit concerned. His chest sounded a bit ugh. And he wanted to make sure that he was okay. So he wouldn't charge us, which was ridiculous. I can't believe he wouldn't charge us, but he didn't. Um, So um, anyway, um, he gave us a load of stuff. Martin gave him more antibiotics if he needed. And he gave him um, a nebulizer to help him to, to loosen all the yuck on his chest and bring it up. And he told me I needed to do inhalation four times a day. Fine. Okay. So um, Martin, he was going up and down. He was fluctuating between being ill and being feeling better. And then, so we now have to make a decision on Thailand. We're both desperate, but desperate to go. And we know that that our our time in captivity is coming to a, a very. Uh, it'll come to an end shortly. So what de- what date in the diary are we up to at this point? You've had, at, we've had New Year, right? No, we haven't had New Year yet. We haven't had now, New Year. Oh, gosh. I'm writing every day here in my diary, another day in captivity. That's how I've <laughs> Oh, yeah. I got reported on the 30th of December. And it was then that we um, we decided we, we, we want to know about going to Thailand. So we spoke to a friend of ours who lives in Thailand. And we had spoken to a few people who explained to us that when you arrive in Thailand, you have to obviously come in with a negative COVID test, which is fine. And then what they do is they they give you um, a COVID test on arrival and they put the stick so far up your nose that if there's any residue of COVID from a previous time and we've just recovering from it, then they will find it and you know, you've got no chance. And what they do is they take you straight to a COVID hospital where you stay there for 10 days under supervision. And a COVID hospital in Thailand isn't going to be... Well, no, actually, the, the, hospital, the hospital... Well, no, the hospitals in Thailand are actually very, very funny. Oh, really? Say to the, well, that's Bangkok, but I'm talking about Phuket, so I have no idea what they're like. But my eyes are watering just thinking about them doing the piece, the uh, um, thing up your nose. Well, my friend Shelley, she when she arrived, when she arrived in Phuket this time, she said it. She she said she couldn't. She actually felt it was tickling her tonsils. She was, it was so far down. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> so we were advised, unless we have to go there to Thailand on business, please don't go. So we were gutted and desperate because devastated because we were so excited and so looking forward to going. We've been thinking about it for so long, meeting our friends and having a really good time. We couldn't go. But the new so, year, the new year travel to Thailand was already off of the uh, agenda because Martin's still not well. Well, that's right. So we on the day before, on the 30th, um, we decided to have um a COVID test again. We decided to have another um PCR test 
And this was Thursday and, and the, this guy came, a Dr. Mohammed came along and he said, look, he said, um, it's going to be quite a few hours before you get the results. So he did me first and um, quite right. It was, a, it was a long time before we got the results, but then the result came in that I was negative. Whippee, yippee. Wow, great news. Great. So that night we went to bed Thursday night and we were waiting for Martin's results. We kept on waking up in the night, both of us, desperate because we thought if Martin's negative, then we're, we're free. We can do what we want. Anyway, the, the, the COVID result for Martin came in at three o'clock in the morning on Friday morning. He was positive. Oh, wow. Which you probably yeah. expected, right? I mean, he was still very... Well, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. But it's still, it, it was still so upsetting. You know, this is now New Year's Eve. Friday, the 31st of December, New Year's Eve, and everyone's getting excited. Well, I, I now leave the room officially. I leave the room and I go and wander around, seeing what's going on in the hotel. People are asking me, would we like to have dinner with them on Friday? Oh, they night? were happy for the crazy woman to leave the hotel room, even though her husband still had corona. Yeah. Well, I have I've done my I've done my stint of captivity. <laughs> I've done my prison sentence, and now the crazy woman is allowed out. Okay. Um, but anyway. So I can only imagine, by the way, the beautiful jacket and clothes that Martin must have had ready for New Year's Eve. You have no idea. He was going to be sparkled beyond. <laughs> Even Danny LaRue couldn't have competed with what Martin was going to suppose to be wearing. The actual reality of it was that Martin and I were both in our dressing gowns, eating dinner on our own, on the terrace, in the pouring rain, um and we're asleep by 10 30. oh my gosh i'm so sorry <laughs> oh and then we were woken up at midnight with the with the fireworks we could hear fireworks and then we um and then we woke up an hour later we thought the whole house the whole hotel was falling apart because the rain was so horrendous thunder and lightning and raining and it was just dreadful but i must say the manager was really really nice he he felt very sorry for us so he sent up two of his waiters to set up the table for us outside in the rain with two, with two heaters outside. And he put a black sparkly tablecloth on with uh, black hats for his little top hats and um, flowers on the table and candles to make us feel like, you know. Wow, you know, that's service. Yeah, it was really, really nice. And, and they just kind of made a fuss of us and, um, and they sent up ice cream for me because they know I love ice cream, and so I got ice cream, and yeah, it was a, a sort of consolation prize for, you know, not being able to join in with everybody else, but whatever. Anyway. Apparently, I haven't managed to go to Dubai yet, which is just crazy, considering that, you know, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, but um, yeah. I hear that the hospitality and service is unbelievable. Unbelievable. They, it is the most fabulous fabulous place i have to say it really really is there is nothing you can't get here there's nothing you can't do here it's so that the people are so nice and they were they were amazing to us really when i think about it but anyway we now decide that on the sunday they officially we spoke to the manager who said yes you're officially free to go uh they wanted to stay in the hotel um but we'd, we'd had three weeks then we we're only supposed to have two and we'd had enough so we booked into a hotel that was only a few doors away from the hotel we've been staying in. And we arrive 
on um, on the Sunday, on Sunday, at the Ruffles Hotel. Oh my goodness! Now this is unreal. It's the most OTT place I've ever stayed in my whole life. Which you is saying something because you've stayed in some places. We certainly have. But this was the gold and the glitz of the of of, of Dubai. Like Martin must have been in his element. He could be by Martin. the pool in one of his sparkly jackets. He certainly could. He certainly could. So here we are. We're still here, by the way. We're still here in this exquisite suite, which is like about 15 times the size of the, the COVID room. And when we arrived here, we were like running around like two lunatics. We didn't care the fact the weather's <laughs> been chronic. We didn't care. We were just like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're here. We're here. We've done it. We've done it. We escaped. Escaped. And, and you're three, what, three weeks in now? Uh, nearly four. Oh my, you've been there nearly a month? <laughs> yes. We've All been right. in Dubai for nearly a month. I know, I know, I know, I know. And the, uh, the Raffles Hotel, were they tipped off that the crazy woman had moved? No, they did. They, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they know that we've had COVID. Oh, uh, okay. They don't know anything about that. I'm trying to keep that quiet. Keep that, yeah, anyone listening, do not mention it. Yes. Because we're here for another, we've decided we're going to stay for another 10 days. No, uh, no, no, just over a week and then we're going home. Enough. We abandoned Thailand. Thailand's we're... completely off the menu. You're not going there. No, no, no. We've let it go. We've let it go. We're just, we're, we're quite happy. The fact that that we're well, thank God. Well, Martin, first of all, now, thank God you're both better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling much better. Martin's feeling good. I'm feeling good. And we've got to get back home in a week and go and face the music and get home and get those marquee books out and about and just put all this experience behind us. Um, I'm very grateful that 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 we've actually come out of this without having to go to hospital or anything else and just hope that we just keep getting better and better. Martin's still not 100%, but he's nearly there. Have you Have you had other tests? Like, are you showing negative now? all the time no what we're doing is avoiding all tests just wait till we need to (laughs) yeah yeah no actually you can't get lateral flow tests in dubai oh really Um, they've run out totally and utterly run out so to start going for um a pcr test at this moment we've decided we're going to wait until we actually need to when when we go home and then we'll know we'll know what's going to happen and let's just hope that we both still (laughs) let's hope that martin gets a negative Test. The only thing that's worrying me between you and me and anybody else is listening, cool. and we get to the end of this is that Martin, it took Martin seven weeks the first time before he got a negative PCR test. Wow. Yeah, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's because he had it early. I wonder if the testing was just not right at that stage. And I don't know. I don't know. But oh boy. I can imagine seven weeks here. No, no, I can't do it. Actually, I'll probably leave him here. I'll go home on my own. Well, it makes me think about our very first episode of your COVID diaries. You were in, I think, Thailand and you you were there with friends and you went back and your friends ended up staying for a very long time in an empty hotel. Is that right? That's correct. They were there for 18 months. Are you 18 months? No, 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 no. 18 months. 18 months in the in the uh, Mandarin Oriental Hotel. And uh, the, quite a lot of the time they were the only guests. 
and they were treated so beautifully and they loved it actually i mean you know now looking back on it they loved most of it they had everything they had a great time that <laughs> is a crazy it. story i know i know that's that's a diary all in itself believe me they had the best time so look, Karen, we're coming to the end of this episode. We're going to give all of your wonderful followers a look into what happens next in the next episode. And hopefully with you back here in Israel, we'll do a follow up of what happened over the, the future week that you're going to be there and uh, just getting home. Hopefully, um, I'm so pleased that both of you are just uh, healthy, first of all, um, and you've You've never ceased to amaze us with your journey and stories in Karen's diaries. Well, I don't know what it is about me and Martin, but somehow we just seem to find fun and trouble. But it's all good. We're okay. We're, we're, the main thing is that we've we've got we're getting through it, and we have. And now we're making up for lost time. We're going to have a blooming good holiday for the last week. That's for sure. Well, enjoy it. It's been um, good to see you and uh, we'll continue the conversation on the next episode. Be well. I will. Thank you. One last question before I go about you. Have you got your taste back yet? Your smell and your taste? Good question. Before we wrap up. So it's 18 months since I had COVID. Yeah. Zero taste and smell still. Oh. Oh, my goodness. That is terrible. I mean, as a big foodie. This yeah. has like sucked the joy out of life. Like oh, it's that is just the pits, and nobody can tell you when when that will come back, if at all. I've been to doctors. They've put me on like induced steroids, which made me feel awful, and it made absolutely no difference. They just don't have any data or information yet. I'm stuck. Oh, so sorry. Sarah cooks me a meal and it's amazing how she always still asks me, how is it? And, I, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> hello, I can't taste or smell. Yeah, quite good if she put in some really, really strong chilies into something and see if you know. <laughs> yeah. Would you not even be able to taste no, that? I can, I can sense obviously very, very spicy, but that apparently isn't taste. That's something else. It's sensation that is not to do with taste, but um, I can oh. have very, very, very spicy things and not react heavily, actually. So, yeah, what can I say? Got to still stick it's it amazing. out for the best. You've still got a smile on your face. I think you're fantastic, Rob, because I have to tell you, I think I'd be really upset. Mind you, at least you don't have to put a weight on. At least you get nice and thin. I wish it was that simple. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. Never mind. So, Happy New Year to you. And um, speak to you soon. Thanks, Karen. Happy New Year. Thank you. Bye.